Welcome to Weave Along. I'm John, and I'm forcing my friend Nelson, who doesn't like anime, to watch and discuss different anime. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Weeb Along. My name is John. I've got my buddy Nelson here. That's me. <laughs> that is you. That's me. This week we watched the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. Or That's Jujutsu right, Kaisen we watched Zero. King of Thorn. Yes, King of Thorn. <laughs> <laughs> we got the right movie this week. <laughs> I, I, I actually did it correctly this time. And so I did not call it Crown of Thorn. <laughs> Uh, so great. that's we nailed two it. Wins. That is two <laughs> wins for me, sir. Mm-hmm. A double win, a double the, whammy, a double whammy. Wait, that's a bad thing. I don't think you want to. You don't want no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Correct. So it was not a double whammy. In fact, mm-hmm. it was a double victory. This isn't guitar here where you want to do the whammy for bonus points. You, you, <laughs> no whammy is ideal, actually. Yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, so we watched the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. Follows Yuta with a whole bunch of other stuff. Brand new character. We get a little bit more acquainted with the second year students from season one of Jujutsu Kaisen. And we'll get on into it. Nelson, take us away with the beginning. With the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. So the movie opens up with uh, Yuta, the new guy, being kind of picked on by uh, his bullies from class, which I, I, I which was great because the they're like, hey, we're graduating, so we're going to pick on you one more time. That mm-hmm. does not go well for them, as Yuta's kind of afraid, and the bullies are kind of destroyed by a, a curse that we don't really see too much of. It kind of cuts over to. The Jujutsu Society, which is all the folks behind the screens who talk about how they want to have Yuta killed because his curse is too dangerous. However, Gojo steps in and says, no, 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 we can use him and recruits Yuta to the Jujutsu Academy. Uh, Yuta talks to Gojo and uh, explains that the curse spirit that protects him is named Rika, who was a childhood friend that he grew up with, who was killed in an accident and they promised before she died that they would be together forever. Yuta gets dropped off at the academy and meets Maki, Inumaki, and Panda. And they kind of start getting him trained up. And that's how our movie begins. Yes, it do. Yeah, but it opens up with the bullying. It reminded me a lot of Junpei uh, yes. getting shit on by the bullies. <laughs> with a lot less cigarettes being put out on foreheads. Yeah, and you said that they this is my last day to beat you up, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah, this is I'm graduating. Let's yeah. kick the shit out of you one more time. And then he even goes further saying, you know what? What if I just kill you? Oh, that's right. He did yeah. threatens to murder a kid. <laughs> hmm In front of his buddies and everything, which if you're gonna commit murder, confessing in front of a large group before doing it is not a good idea. So that's not so much confessing in front of a large group. I think that he had accomplices who were going yes. to help him commit the murder. <laughs> well, if somebody turns on you, then, you know. Well, you know, stitches get stitches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that they do. Yeah, but very reminiscent of Junpei for me. Did it make you sad at all? Missing Junpei? I always miss Junpei. <laughs> I will miss Junpei forever, even though he's not dead and will be coming back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. What did you think of when Yuta is in the room? And it's very much similar to how season one opens. With and- Itadori being in the room. 
Yeah, with all the different seals and everything around him, and he's tied down. Very similar with Gojo talking to him as an opener as well. What do you think of that? So I I really enjoyed the parallel. Um, it was wild to see the difference between how Itadori reacted and how Yuta reacts. Because yes. with, with Itadori in there, he was just kind of like, oh, well, this is weird. Um, don't know how I got here. And, <laughs> and Yuta is like... Wasn't he like, you can kill me or something? Like, I just want to die? Yeah, uh, Gojo holds up a knife that's in, like, the blade itself is tied into a knot that Yuta used to try to kill himself. But then, yeah. A comparison in between uh, when we meet Black Widow and the Hulk in Avengers, how Bruce Banner is like, I tried to put a bullet in my mouth, the other guy spit it back out. Yeah, so with... That happening with the knife, I'm not going to lie. I was a little confused. Just a little bit? A a lot of bit. So, (laughs) because was it, so like with the Hulk spitting up the bullet, that's because the Hulk takes over his body. Yeah. But. I think that Rika just like grabbed the knife and then. And just kind of crunched it. it. Yeah. But you can still kill yourself with a very like weird blade. It doesn't yeah. make it. It doesn't make it not sharp. <laughs> no, but if she's twisting it and like throwing it away and everything, and trying to make it difficult for him to kill himself, that could be a thing. That could be a thing. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Um. But speaking of Rika, we sort of get a little breakdown of them as kids and them playing in a sandbox and you can sort of have the undertones of something bad's about to happen and you picked up on it right away this was you in between seeing them playing in the sandbox to you know the car accident and then the weird mouths coming out of rika as she came out of the pool of blood as the cursed spirit yeah there's no way this girl survives anything wow there it is oh spooky and it was indeed spooky and that is because no one in anime is allowed to be happy correct unless of course you're toto yes no toto's living his best life he I keep really on, is. <laughs> i keep side note uh, i keep seeing on tiktok uh there's this whole thing where it's like if you're happy you know clap i was your just hands. about to mention that i yes. was just about to mention <laughs> that i saw that it's like, like toto in kindergarten and then it flashes <laughs> on the claps yeah. and he's out on the playground and then back <laughs> I I was I literally saw that like 10 minutes before we started recording. Like when I was waiting for you to get on, I was scrolling through TikTok. Oh no. And well the problem is the problem the big problem is that I got to get you have, caught up so you don't get spoilers. Exactly. I now have JJK on my TikTok page. Oh no. Yeah, it is that, not for you page. That is the that is the not for me, not for me. <laughs> I don't want to deal with those. But yeah, Toto's out here living his best life. Why can't Yuta? Yeah, poor Yuta. He really, like, he ha- always has the bags under his eyes. You can tell he does not yeah. get much sleep. Very tormented individual. Guilty I, conscience. I feel that just minus the torment and the guilty conscience. I just have trouble sleeping. Hey, same. Insomniacs hey. for life. Let's go. Hey. Recording this at 3.45 in the morning. Right now? What? No, it's, it's only 9 o'clock. I was going to say, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Where the fuck are you? <laughs> Would you like to know else? weather boy? Oh, God. Uh, uh, but no, but yeah. Did you surprise it? 
with with Rika sitting there in the sandbox. It was it was adorable with like the I got you a present and he he didn't even want to open it in front of her. No, he, he didn't. Was like, he was like, can I open it now? Are you sure? And it was the little promise ring. Yeah. Just like the Jonas Brothers. That, so was, cute. A pu- that was a purity ring, bud. Oh, was it? Is yeah. it the same thing? No. Oh, no. Shit. One of them is you're going to get married. The other one is you're not going to get laid until you're married. <laughs> uh, listen, either way, it sounds like a broken promise. Just like the broken Joe Bros. <laughs> just like the broken bones after Rika got run over by a fucking car. Yeah. Yeah, they'll probably put a speed bump there. You know? I, well, there already is. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Cannot right. help me. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with, with all of that, like I, I instantly and I guess this is the point where I, I've now been watching enough anime to know that, hey, our protagonist has a love interest. Can't wait to see her in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm learning. Look at me. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Rika and everything. Yeah. Happens. Now, I did have I did have a question for you. Ooh. So uh, it shows while um, Yuta is in the, like, his little lockup area. Gojo goes out and talks to all the people, right? So everybody, you, you can clearly see Gojo, but is who, who are the people behind the screens? Um, they're sort of like the elders of the Jujutsu society. Like these are the same people that, uh, wanted Itadori, Itadori to die. I don't remember them being behind screens though, or is that just my brain? not remembering things um, i saw two months ago i don't know if they were or not but <laughs> uh it's essentially the same people these okay. are the higher ups of the whole society and everything like that now have, th- have they come up in season two yet uh they do uh there is actually sort of that same exact setting where uh, i believe it's gojo actually still standing in the middle talks with a couple of people as he's going over a mission. Got I think it. that's something uh, that happens. I don't know. We'll find out in the next episode. The next episode. Uh, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Um, yeah, but as far as like people behind the curtain, we have not uh, had them all laid out for us yet. Now, do you think it's anybody we've met yet? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the principal of the Kyoto school is behind one of them. He's old. That's, that's David Draymond, right? Yeah, that one. Okay. Um, yeah, with Magic Guitar Man. Magic Guitar Man. And uh, I feel like the principal of Jujutsu High would have to be behind one also, but I don't know. I, don't know. I didn't hear sense. his voice. I, I think the those two voices would be a little too dead giveaway. Yeah. Well, I know that there's some major families. Like, we have the Zenin clan, we have uh, the Kamo clan. It's probably, like, old elders from those main branches of okay. Jujutsu Sorcerers that are making up the society. I don't know. Haven't read the manga. It's probably broken down in the manga. Uh, <laughs> but I, I have only watched the anime. And I don't know how to read. So. <laughs> the, I, okay, I, I, I wrote down another thing. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's a foolish question that I wrote, but for some reason at the time I was like, this doesn't feel right. I'm ready for it. So, I, God, I'm going to feel so dumb. So Gojo had the the 
the bandages around his eyes like he always does. Yes. Are they always white? I feel like they were black. Uh, they're black in season one. Uh, it's just it's a style choice. Switching it up. Okay, because I felt like I was going nuts. I was like, I don't I don't remember them being white. Uh, you'll find out, I think in season two, there's a reason that he has the bandages and everything. Or at least in my opinion, why? And I think that it's the real reason why. It's when he has one of his techniques enabled, his eyes sort of glow. You know how his eyes are normally blue. But then when he's using his technique, they're like a bright glowing blue. Yes. Uh, with that being a tell for him, if he gets attacked, like if he's in his jujutsu stuff and everything, how better to not let people know when you're activating your technique than oh, to cover your eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is why he almost always is wearing sunglasses also, I believe. That, that, would, he, that would make sense because it'll, it'll change the color mm-hmm, and you won't mm-hmm. know. And that and also he might just have uh, with special eyes and everything that might just be super sensitive. Who knows? It might be like uh, Mekamaru with his fucking moon burn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, either way, I'm still getting lost in Gojo's eyes. So, yeah, that's how it's ending up. Always. Every time. <laughs> He's a very handsome guy. He do be. I think that's all that I had. For that. Uh, yeah. Do we have anything else on Rika? I don't think so. Nah, we can go to uh, the first meeting of the students. Ah, yes, when he meets the students. Mm-hmm, the students mm-hmm. who are, well, I mean, Panda's pretty welcoming. Yeah, everyone's Inu- welcoming. Inumaki's just Inumaki. Yeah, he's misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Poor guy. <laughs> God damn it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Maki's kind of a bitch. Um <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, yeah, she, she completely shoots down you to the entire time. Gives <laughs> <laughs> off a uh, head bitch vibes the entire time. Yeah, she certainly did. Yeah, she she it was very much like, um, hey, cool. You brought us this new kid. Um, pretty sure we're going to bury him in a week. But hey, thanks for bringing him. Yeah, well, that and also as soon as he walks in, all three of them, they sense Rika's presence with the cursed energy and they all try to attack Yuta like right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. And that did not go well. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like, you know how everyone has the dream of you, you know, like giving a presentation in your underwear, whatever the fuck or uh, something like that. I feel like that's the worst sort of that's version the worst of possible. that. <laughs> yeah. The worst possible scenario is instead of being in your underwear in front of everyone, they all just try to fucking kill you. They just pull weapons and jump you. Uh huh. <laughs> just <laughs> catch these fists. I like the immediate jump afterwards where it shows them kind of beat up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and Inumaki just has a giant lump on his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A big old goose egg. Big old goose egg. And what did Panda was like? I think part of his like ear was missing. Probably. I feel like he's the type of person that you can rip arms off of and everything. And yeah, you he's... just patch him, just stitch him back together. Exactly. So if you're going to, you know, brutalize someone, Panda is your way to do it and be safe about it. <laughs> is Panda a snitch? No. Then why does he get stitches? stitches? Damn it. <laughs> Gotta get up pretty early in the day to get ahead of me, bud. <laughs> That's true when you're up at 4.30 in the morning. Yep. <sighs> but that's only because I haven't gone to bed yet. Correct. 
the amount of Snapchats I get from you at like 5 a.m. I I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, John sent me a message. And then I Mm -hmm. look at it and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I go to work and I begin my day and I'm doing all my stuff. And I'm like, oh, I should respond. And then it shows that you sent it at like 6.47 a.m. You betcha. <laughs> like, oh, Christ. Jesus, what sleep, sleep now. <laughs> Who needs it? Who needs it? You Who do. sleep when there is anime to watch. Am I right? You are. And <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, Gojo kind of explaining to all of them, like, no, 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 you cannot beat him up. He is our friend. Yes. Yeah, so they all do that. And I think they, th- that that leads us into what? The yeah, we training? pretty much go no, we pretty much go straight into the first mission. Uh, very reminiscent of Nobara and Ichidori meeting up and doing that whole thing in season one. Uh, both Yuta and Maki go and try to excise this spirit that has kidnapped two little boys. Um, they get in there. A couple of smaller uh, curses try to attack them. Maki takes them down effortlessly. Huh effortlessly at a boy because Maki is le badass and they start moving through everything and all of a sudden this big ass bitch shows up scoops him up swallows him in and Yuta lets Rika out uh which frees them they rescue the kids and then after that we go back to Jujutsu High and Gojo gives Yuta a sword to try to start training so he can channel some of Rika's cursed energy into the blade to use as a cursed weapon, as opposed to just having to rely on Rika herself to come out. Because if he can't control her, then that's bad news. So then Maki starts training him. They're starting to fight a little bit. Um, There's a little bit of a love interest hinted at by Panda, who is (laughs) fucking comedic as hell, and I goddamn love it. He is not subtle. No, not at all. Which leads us into the next part with Inumaki. But going back to the whole Maki and Yuta mission, what did you think of that? I said earlier about how it gave me the Nobara Itadori feels. What did what was your opinion about it as well? So Gojo is definitely the throw your kids into the deep end of the pool and teach them how to swim that way. Yeah, sink or swim parenting. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty on board with it because it seems like one of those things where like if you can't get your shit together quickly and adapt, then you should probably just be dead (laughs) because you're not going to help anyone. Mm -hmm. You're just going to become a burden down the line. Yeah. I mean, he he stood there shaking in his boots while Maki was like, get your shit together. And then she went out and did her spinny, spinny jump, jump. Yeah, with her staff with the blade at the end. God, that was so cool. It's so cool. Which, RIP to that staff, uh, end of season one, when she takes down Miwa with it. Huh? Yeah, remember she uh, she freaking breaks it in half and then throws That's a few things right. at her. right. Yeah, as she's charging at her to end her little temporary her domain little, expansion. Her, yeah, her little circle of, of trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her quick draw. Um, I forgot she did that. I forgot that was the same staff. Yeah. Damn, that was probably Crazy. like $4 billion. Yeah. <laughs> RIP in peace. Dude, rest <laughs> in spaghetti, never forgetty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that whole thing of, of him, um, you know, trying to nut up 
and help was, yeah. was very interesting, especially seeing how he kind of grows into himself uh, throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. And it, it takes a little bit for him to get there. Like when the smaller things uh, start attacking them, he does nothing and Maki just takes him down. Uh, and then the big thing swallows them in. He sees the kids are not doing great. You sort of see like the curse spreading over their bodies. And then Maki even wavers and even goes down to the ground because as they were falling into this big curse's mouth and stomach area, her leg got nicked by like a weird ass fucking thorn inside of this curse's throat. I yeah, guess was, is what I would call like, it. That was like a king of thorn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta get up earlier to be ahead of me, Lottie. Yeah. How yeah it works. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, but she uh, gets hit by this fucking thorn thing as she goes down, and you can see the cursed energy start spreading across her leg as well. And it being Jujutsu Kaisen, the only way to convey that there's cursed shit about uh, is obviously you have to animate more eyes. More eyes. <laughs> so you saw the eyes spreading across her leg, and this was your reaction. Not the eyes. Oh, yeah, the eyes. No, 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 no. <laughs> More eyes. There were so <laughs> many of those blinky little bastards. Yeah, I don't know why I needed to sound like I was about to kill all the Jedi in the galaxy. Um, <laughs> See, I was thinking I was thinking a little bit of a Scooby-Doo laugh with the re- <laughs> Oh, <laughs> That's where my brain went with it, but if you want to go palp, that's fine. Oh, for the, the more eyes. Oh, I was going with the I was going with the evil chuckle. I heard, but yeah, I, why? I don't know. I don't know why they feel the need to keep animating eyes into everything. Like, I get it. It's a curse. I know. Cause they're creepy. They are creepy. And I don't like it. You know, when like, you're supposed to have that, um, hair on the back of your neck, standing up sensation. And people always say, it's like, I'm being watched. Coincidence. I think I so. Think not. Oh, <laughs> but the they they can find another way to kind of rustle my jimmies without eyes i wish they would gonna rustle your jimmies yeah <laughs> that sounds so weird i've never heard that before you've never heard anybody say rustle no. your jimmies? are you serious no not at all <laughs> you've you've never had your jimmies rustled <laughs> i i mean i have um i so guess you- i don't really talk about it. i don't know if it's safe to talk about on the podcast we're not that type of explicit but we but... are explicit yeah <laughs> how did rustle your jimmies how have that. you never heard rustle your jimmies i don't know i exist in the 2000s and not the 1950s that is the 2000s how the only Dude. thing that i've heard about jimmies and like the whole debate is that oh yeah sprinkles sprinkles no. are called jimmies that's some new jersey nonsense get the fuck out of here <laughs> but, but no like yeah early not even early like late aughts to early tens if you watched any kind of like gaming content on youtube they were always talking about like rustling your jimmies i never have i ever <laughs> Never have I ever heard. That is ridiculous to me. Rustling your jimmies. (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> I'm literally so thrown right now. <laughs> I'm also thrown. <laughs> you said it and I did a double take at my fucking computer screen to be like, did I just fucking hear that right? Is that what those sound bars mean? <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> but yeah, they can find another way to rustle my jimmies other than eyes. Oh, okay. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to uh, catch you up on lingo, buddy. Yeah, something like that. It's okay. I downloaded Duolingo. I'll be up to speed. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can I get Gen Z Duolingo? Oh, God. <laughs> the word of the day is Riz. The phrase of the day is hit different. Um, I don't know what that one means. <laughs> mm, who needs to get up to date on their shit now? Hmm? I don't know, man. That shit just kind of hits different. But. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> because I've, anyway, heard, I've heard normal lingo. But getting yes. back. Yes. <laughs> getting back to Jujutsu Kaisen. That uh, we're talking yeah, about? The, yeah, weird. Oddly enough, um, they're in this fucking stomach of the beast, and he lets Rika out. He puts his little promise ring on, uh, or purity ring, whichever one. He obviously hasn't been fucked. We see, you know. Uh, <laughs> Rika, yet, wouldn't, Rika knows, wouldn't Maki. let him. <laughs> Maki in the future. Dude, yeah, Maki in the future. I'm sure that there's some fucking fanfic or some Newgrounds shit out there that's like Newgrounds. Eh. Oh, yep. that's, that's something I haven't heard in 15 years. Yeah, we're throwing it back this episode, scratching that little back nostalgia part of the brain. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, he lets Rika out. Rika uh, fully just destroys this massive thing, claws her way out through his stomach all the way up to the head and just starts mashing away at it. Uh, with like these razory claw things and also just biting through, I think also. There was some chomping. Yeah, quite a bit of chomping. A lot of cursed purple blood just getting showered everywhere. Yuta carries the two kids and also uh, Maki out of it. And the veil drops when the thing gets destroyed. Then after that, we get to see Gojo sort of again back in the chambers defending Yuta. Because they're like, hey. Rika appeared. That's a no-no. Don't do it. If it does it again, we'll have no choice but to kill Yuta. And then Gojo's like, well, that's fine. I'll be there, and I'll handle it. And if you do that and you go after Yuta, just know I disagree with you. I'll be on Yuta's side. And I love that he just has such a commanding presence in the whole Jujutsu society that the elders go to him for everything because he is like the he's like the golden child of everything because he is that powerful and he can just do whatever the fuck he wants and what he wants to do is stick by his students and that's my favorite thing about gojo is whenever he has uh any of his students backs it's like he's a a good dad good dad he is a good dad he exudes Mm -hmm. uh golden retriever energy absolutely (laughs) But, but so, uh, what you, I don't think we actually mentioned it before. Um, Maki sees Yuta's uh, student ID mm-hmm. and oh, notices yeah. that he is, cause she's like, ugh, they really sent me here with you. What grade are you? And he's like, I, I just started. I don't really have a grade. Like I'm. I'm the FNG. I have no idea what's going on. And she looks at the card and he's a special grade. And she's like, this has to be a mistake. (laughs) 
And you find out with Rika, that is why he has special grade. Yeah, that one, I... It was it was awesome because I was so I was writing my notes down for all of that and I was like why is uh Utah a special grade and I'm typing it out and I put it in and I'm like why is Utah a and then Rika appeared and I went oh there is the reason that he is a special yeah he is a special boy indeed that, that made a lot of sense a mere I don't know 10 seconds later it was one of those questions that you had and then it got answered in, yeah finally thank god I should have listened back through all the episodes prior to this to see what we had <laughs> alluded to this movie being <laughs> okay whoa, 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 whoa. okay so here's here's the thing I realized so I was listening to episode six on my way back from work yes and it touched on um no it didn't fuck that's gonna be an episode seven well this will come out after that so it was i was super excited because one of my questions actually got answered uh which is can sukuna eat through the mouths on itadori's body how how did it answer because when fushiguro is handing the finger to itadori sukuna eats it through itadori's hand Oh, hurt. <laughs> a little bit of housekeeping for episode seven. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, let's go. It I got answered. Like, it was, I was so confused because I was like, how did that get answered in this movie? Like, what? <laughs> no, but it, it finally clicked that one of my questions got answered. Proud of you. <laughs> I was so happy that something actually came through. It makes sense now. <laughs> it does. But yeah, with um with with Rika coming out of the the big guy and just thoroughly kicking his ass when when Yuta is carrying everybody, my man had a whole little engine that could vibe going on where he's just carrying them all and like he stops because they're all too heavy and he can't keep going and then he just powers through it for you know he doesn't think highly of himself at all no not at all he thinks very very lowly of himself so that was one of those things where you got to kind of be like there you go bud mm-hmm like, you, look you at got him. It. putting in some effort he's doing it he did it. and he got everybody to safety he did but he nailed it yeah, with Gojo talking to the, the elders and everything, it's because he's goaded. Yeah. It, it seems so unfair to have your thing be like, hey, man, what's your power? Well, I'm a I'm a I'm a toy panda that was brought to life. What's yours? Oh, I can punch stuff really hard. Ah, oh, cool. What's his deal? He has this thing called the infinity where he can't be touched. Can't be touched. And also he can harness that infinity to make fucking like death rays and shit like that (laughs) (laughs) it's like wow i feel like i kind of got the you know that scene in in sky high where they're in the gym showing bruce campbell their powers and they drop a car on somebody and then another kid just turns into a beach ball yeah (laughs) that's that's really what it reminds me of where it's just like damn i got shafted all I can do is turn into a beach yeah. ball. Everyone else is a sidekick. I love Bruce Campbell. Um, what a guy. So good. But yeah, I mean, that I, I feel like that touches on that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, then we go from the whole Gojo being amazing into Gojo, then helping out Utah even more as well. He takes them into the weapons locker or the armory area, picks out a sword, gives it to Utah. Is like, Hey, what we're going to work on doing 
is you're able to put some of Freakus Curse energy into that ring. You're going to channel the energy from that ring to your sword, making it super powerful. We just got to, you know, actually teach you how to fucking use a sword. And then he starts <laughs> training with Maki. And three months goes by of them training, which uh, thank you so much for the time jump. Love it. Yeah, um, always like, good. Yeah. Naruto take notes. Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. It's going to be great. Don't you worry about it. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Uh, but we didn't have to spend a lot of time on like training or anything like that. But when we do see the training, Yuta sort of, you see that he's starting to get it. He goes after Maki and there's one point where she jumps up in the air and he's like, awesome. When she lands, I'm going to get her because there's no way that she can dodge this. And then she lands, he slices through the air and she drops down into the splits, uh, pops back up and then puts him like brings him down to the ground, puts him in a headlock and then bashes him on the head with it with her fucking practice sword or her staff. And when that happens, love and Maki. But it, she's just always a badass. And this was both of us in the moment. What? Yeah. Maki's such a badass. Maki's cool as shit. <laughs> she didn't. Um, what was the word you used when she when she gets him in the head? Uh, you said bashes? Bashes, yes. Yeah, it was just kind of more of a bonk. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it wasn't really a. It was, I think, meaner because it was just a bonk. Yeah. It was more of like a slap on the hand type thing of like the stupid. Why'd you do that? Yeah. But uh, Yuda, you can see him kind of gaining uh, more and more confidence. Yes. With everything and actually accepting um, like the fact that it's a challenge. Because like he like before, I feel like if he had lost, he would have just been like, <sighs> okay. And then he would have like left. Yeah, now he, he has like a drive in him that's pushing yeah, him forward. He straight up was like, I want to keep going. I want to go again. But Panda. Oh, oh, Panda. But Panda. Panda <laughs> yeah. goes, hold on. I, 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 something yeah. has come to I me. Think, I've realized something. Yeah, he's like talking about how tense Maki has been lately over the past couple of months and how them sparring and everything. She's been a little <laughs> bit looser because of it. And then he freezes and you thought that your whole computer froze because uh, of the freeze frame that they did. But then he runs over, pulls Yuta over and he goes, hey, Yuta, what's your uh, do you like a woman with um, large breasts or small breasts? And then Yuta is like, ah, I guess That's, I like it's not even the word um, he uses. What does he use? <laughs> he says boobs. Boobs? Nice. Because uh, <laughs> that was the part that really threw me. Is I was like, I never... It, that was not on my bingo card for the movie. What? Panda <laughs> was, saying boobs? With Panda being like, do you like big boobs or little boobs? <laughs> Pulling a full Toto. <laughs> He's learned a lot from him, I'm sure. I feel like Toto's mm-hmm. asked Panda the question, what do you yeah. look for in a lady panda? I feel like they respect each other. They have a tall panda with a fat ass. Can handle some good bamboo. <laughs> It never stops growing. Uh, oh, my God. I'll see myself <laughs> out. <laughs> but yeah, and Yuta responds with, I like a woman with big boobs. And he looks over at Maki and Pandas goes, hey, Maki, you got a shot. <laughs> Very discreetly. So discreet. Um, 
And then they start fighting as Gojo and Inumaki start talking to Yuta and then briefs them on going on a mission, just the two of them together, which brings us to the next part. So Yuta and Inumaki have to go on a mission together. And Yuta's like, I think I'm a little out of place. So I don't really want to go. And Gojo's like, hey, man, you're not really going as a combatant. You're going as more of an observer and watching and learning from Inumaki. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess that's all right. So they go to an abandoned mall, I believe it was. And they're just going to take out these low level curses. But uh, he, Yuta, learned from Maki that these smaller weaker curses tend to group up and notices that all of the fish that are at the mall with them have become a massive group and inumaki tells them explode to which they all just straight detonate uh after that a larger more high level curse pops up and attacks them both with inumaki being severely injured because of his throat and how much cursed energy he has to put out, and he loses his throat medicine that he needs in order to keep going in the fight. So Yuta has to go out and try to dodge all of the laser blasts coming from the high-level curse to get the medicine so that they can team up together and defeat him. Upon defeating him, we notice that there was an observer high at the top of the mall the entire time watching it go down, waiting for Rika to appear. So John, here's my question for you. Yes. The the when the fish appear, uh-huh. there's like bubbles and stuff like they would be if they were underwater. Yes. I'm assuming that's just cursed energy and not not actual bubbles. Yeah, no okay. cursed energy. Full show. Okay, perfect cuz I saw that and I'm like, wow, they're breathing really well. Yeah. No, it would be like, you know, how uh, Jogo, who has a fucking volcano head and everything, it would be the bubbles are the equivalent of the steam coming out of his head. Oh, okay. That's what I would equate it to. Gotcha. All right. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about this whole thing is also as they're pulling up to the mission, uh, they get dropped off by none other than Ichigi. Oh, yeah, or Ichigi. I forgot he was here. Mm-hmm. Fucking love EGG. What a guy. It was all a test. <laughs> all a test. All of it. All uh, I'm going to pull away and you're going to hit me. Yeah. Who do you think is more of a nervous wreck? Uh, Yuta in the first mission or EGG always? That's a really tough one, but I'm going with EGG always. <laughs> EGG. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, EGG drops the veil behind them, which is really interesting because after Inamaki makes the smaller spirits explode, they're like, okay, we're done here. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Love it. And then they go to leave, but then the veil doesn't go back up. And the veil would go back up if the curse that they were sent there to destroy was destroyed. So like, what the fuck? Which is why there's like the little eyebrow raise going into the special grade that pops up. But later so, you find out that Gato actually dropped that second veil to trap them inside. You answered the question I was about to ask while you were doing all of that. Oh, hey. <laughs> was it going to be, why did the second veil show up? It was going to be, uh, hold on, how was I going to put it? How does the veil know when the curse is exercised? Ah, so whoever drops a veil, uh, they have specifications that they can make as they are 
crafting that veil. Now, the more layers it has, the more complex it has to be, which means the more preparation and everything that goes into it as well. Just like in season one, how there was the no-go gojo uh, barrier, and they're like, oh, they must have a very adept veil maker or barrier maker on their team. You'll see a lot more veils, especially in season two. Uh, season two, there's a lot happening with veils once we get into the Shibuya incident stuff. So that'll be cool to touch on a little bit later on as well. But this one is dropped by Gato because his whole thing is curse spirit manipulation. That's his technique. He essentially can, not to throw it back to an unfamiliar territory for you, but he can make curse spirits essentially his Pokemon. He can take their energy, put it into like little balls, and then save it for later. Okay, because we do, yeah, we get to see him munch the one. And that was. Yeah. I, I was a little confused by that when it happened, but you mm-hmm. know, it got answered later on with, with everything. Yeah. But that, yeah. that whole mall fight was yeah. just super, you know, it was, Inumaki's just so cool. He really is. The, the whole curse speech element is ridiculously overpowered and just so freaking cool man yeah because the i'm glad they at least have a um kind of way to nerf it yeah with with it such a toll on his throat yeah i mean to the point where he shows up for the mission and then just immediately goes to the convenience store yeah for like some throat cough syrup or something like that yeah for the the throat medicine Mm -hmm. dear god (laughs) could you imagine if it was like he had to drink tea and it's just him walking around with like throat coat the entire time in a fucking thermos (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised, but it'd be great. <laughs> are you somebody just walks up to him? Oh my god, are you are you a singer? And he's just like spring roll. Yeah. Tuna mayo. Tuna mayo. Uh, <laughs> he did say a new thing during this movie. I can't remember what it was. It was oh, Pollock Row. That's what it was. I heard that and got so excited. I forget when he says it, but he says at one point and you were like, oh my god. I was like, yeah. Um more ingredients. But he's my favorite part about this whole fight is one Yuta is like, no, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to stand up and try to fight. And then he holds his own a little bit against the special grade, realizes that he can't. But then he lets Inumaki take care of the rest of it. And the way that Inumaki finishes his special grade, uh, he looks at him and like just so fucking hardcore. He just goes die and the thing dies. And the fact that he can kill someone with one word, yeah. one, why didn't he do that to Hanami? But two, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a thing I've been pondering the entire yeah. time. And that's why I was like, her speech is so OP because you yeah. can, you can just finish the fight. Like you sit there and you do your little standoff to each other and you just look at him and go die. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think that they had to have the whole like bloody throat, like, tuberculosis shit happening uh it's your opening move yeah (laughs) it should be the opener we're in a fight to the death i'm not just gonna be like go away yeah stop it uh i'm gonna start with if if Inumaki had a voice like that (laughs) it'd be so great (laughs) i'm gonna send a message to the people who do who like do the casting for the dubs and i'm Uh gonna be like hey can we get the guy who does uh stitch oh god to be inumaki 
Not touching me. <laughs> and then he just, yeah, no, no touching me. And he just flies away. <laughs> or he gets uh, Gojo's fucking infinity around him. And you just watch the bad guys try to poke him. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I'm very excited for you to get to season two and see more of Gojo being Gojo. I'm it's so great. excited. Oh, I'm so ready for it. Because um, the, people, the people listening, you've probably realized by now that there, there, there's not as many clips as there normally are. Yeah, there's not a lot of clips during the movie because we were just very enwrapped in everything that was happening. Uh, it was a very, honestly, a very silent recording. Yeah. Also, we you know running on like just a couple hours of sleep. We were both sleepy as well. But also, it's funny. I was going through in some of the clips. There's a couple we we're talking more, and you can tell when my coffee kicks in because before that my voice is so much lower i'm like yeah okay, oh, really? good. and then i start getting to my normal pitch later on during the movie oh my god yeah but yeah, uh curse speech day, one day we're gonna do a morning <laughs> recording and both just sound like james earl jones yeah <laughs> or we're just gonna get really close to the mic and it's gonna be a uh asmr please don't do that it makes me it's very uncomfortable it makes me very oh, uncomfortable. Like Please stop. I'm going to make you watch Naruto and you're going to like it. I am so close to taking out my headphones. <laughs> pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> Tuna <Run>. mayo. <laughs> <laughs> safe word is Tuna mayo. <laughs> Oh, God. Get but, back yeah. to the fight. <laughs> but back to the fight. Yeah, but we were talking. Um, he says, die. And I had the, the alternate thing of because just how cursed speech is. Another theoretical for that, how it went down. Hey, yo. Imagine if he said get fucked. What would have happened? Uh, I suppose YouTube would have uh, had to do something he didn't want to do. <laughs> yeah, cursed speech OP. Cursed speech mad OP. <laughs> Also gonna be very awkward. Yeah. But it's it's cool seeing um it it was when they were in training. I think Yuta was talking to Panda. It was like, how do you guys even understand him? And he's like, Oh, you know, uh and he kind of explains the whole curse speech thing to Yuta. And you can tell in this fight, Yuta's kind of picking up on like yeah, I know he's starting he to said, understand him a little bit. I know he said Tuna Mayo, but he really means go over there while I go over here. Mm-hmm. And I it, did. I saw a thing on TikTok a week or two ago that had a breakdown of all of Inumaki's words that he says and the order that he says it and what he's actually conveying. Like somebody broke it down so that way you can understand what he's saying. Like when he says like Tuna, it's like warning or something like that. Or Benito Flakes is like, I agree or something like that. Anime people have too much time on their hands. Yes, very much so. <laughs> that I I have never once woke up in the like woke up in the morning. Uh, it, it's like the people who deciphered Klingon and Didn't got it to, and got thing. it to a real language <laughs> to the point where you can go to a Star Trek convention and speak Klingon to somebody. I yeah, I, I feel nerds. like I can go to you. Shut your fucking mouth. You're up there with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed you haven't learned Wookiee. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You and Dylan just sitting there arguing in Wookiee yeah. playing Xbox. 
It'd be great. Please. It all just translates to uh, Nelson Heal. Um. <laughs> never. Never. I never uh, will. But, it, yeah, that's... It, it's it's nice to see him kind of picking up on, like... It, it, it shows them getting closer, I guess. Yeah. It shows that it's clicking and the making those bonds and all that. Yeah, which uh, was cool. But then it panned. The camera pans up after die and see Gato. i did not realize that was gato oh you didn't i know when when it kind of showed him i was like oh this is familiar but i i couldn't really pick up on it uh, because he no, hasn't that is been Suguru. he hasn't been as i don't want to say as relevant because he's kind of uh, the mastermind behind all of it from what we've seen yeah. in season one but it's yeah. very much been the um you're about to get a lot of gato in season two which is awesome because he's rad, but mm-hmm. it, it's been a lot of of mojito in yeah. in season one, Lots kind of, of pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that yeah, was, yeah, I think that was that was was that the whole mall fight? Yeah, uh, we it ends with seeing Gato, and he has his big purple worm thing sort of surrounding him. That's also just remember oh, yeah. that for season two. And he's like, uh, um, I really gets, wanted to see Rika. Yes. Because he like his goal is he wants to take Rika uh, through his curse manipulation, take her, harness her, her powers, and then use for his conquests against, as he calls them, monkeys, uh, aka normies or normal people. And it ends with uh, him being disappointed that he wasn't able to get Rika to come out, and also him taking uh, Yuta's school ID as well, uh, which then brings us into. More of Gato and what he's up to because both Gojo and the principal are like, are you sure it was him? And you see Gojo sort of scoping out the mall where everything happened. And he looks exactly up at the beam where Gato was and he picks up on the cursed energy uh, or the residuals of Gato being there because uh, they actually are best friends from way back in the day. So he easily recognizes um his like cursed signature but then it goes from that to seeing what gato is up to he has this whole little like organization that he's leading that he's sort of like building his empire he has people that come to him for money to fund his expansion because he wants to start a war against non-cursed users and in order to do that he needs to employ people because there's uh you'll find out in season two there's essentially like cursed mercenary type people oh that's that cool. you can hire to do stuff and yeah very cool there's he calls people two types of monkeys the curse gathering monkeys and the money gathering monkeys curse people are the people who are just you know the people get dealt the shit hand um and curses are just attracted to them and you see him sort of excise uh, a curse from this woman and he takes it uh off of her harnesses energy and stores it away for later and then this business guy walks up and demands that Gato takes the curse off of him and he pulls up his bank account. He's like, oh, you've only donated this, but we haven't seen anything in the past six months. So I think that you've outlived your usefulness. And then he has the curse spirits suck the skin off of this man's body, brutally murdering him because he has no sympathy for him. What was your opinion of Gato's dislike of people uh, who do not have, who are not Jujutsu Sorcerers. So it wasn't so much him that I was 
watching in the scene where uh, they like rip the skin off the dude. I was watching mm-hmm. his assistant. Uh, Monami? Yeah, because, you know, you always see the, the movies and everything where you've got like the main bad guy, but they always have like their person who's kind of in on it, but at the same time is like, I don't really know if what we're doing here is the like, are we the bad guys? Yeah. She's fully embraced it. She was like, thank fucking God. I hate these people. Yeah, there's literally a point where they're about to go to a meeting for him to announce like, hey, we're going to war. And before he does, he sprays like fucking Febreze on himself to get rid of the monkey order odor. So that way nobody else has to smell uh, the non-sorcerer on him. (laughs) I mean, it's. I I didn't fully expect the bad guy to be like this elitist capitalist type. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very Brennan Lee Mulligan uh, villain. Very much so. <laughs> Capitalism <laughs> is always the villain. Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the way he's going about this whole thing of just fully genociding what I can... I mean, it's my numbers probably grossly off, but 95% of like the Earth's population. Yep. Like, I I, I don't know the exact percentage of like one in however many people are jujutsu sorcerers or Mm -hmm. have the ability to see curses. But my dude really just wants to wipe out everybody. Everybody. He he uh, wants that full survival of the strong only. Yeah, no, he has a philosophy of the strong shouldn't have to protect the weak. The weak should die out because the strong is the next step. Uh, and so he believes that Jujutsu Sorcerers should be able to live uninhibited and that they shouldn't have to be doing this stuff in the shadows and that they should just be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do instead of having to risk their lives to save weaker people my dude is homelander very much so (laughs) yeah um homelander with more uh like hot topic charisma spencer's charisma yeah spencer's is a little bit more accurate yeah yeah but yeah that we sort of get that and then he shows up to jujitsu high and openly declares war after insulting uh maki and trying to make friends with yuta he like grabs yuta's hand uh maki's Sort of like pipes up his like get the hell away from him and he calls her the disappointment of the zenin clan uh yuta is like nah that's my friend you can fuck off um i don't dislike you i don't know what's happening but you insulted my friend and i can't let that slide so get the fuck away and he does but he calls down all these curses because everyone else shows up gojo and him have a little reunion and gato says all right so what we're gonna do is I have amassed all of these cursed spears. I'm going to let them all loose. We're going to fight it out. And whoever comes out on top comes out on top. Uh, be here or be square. And then he dips. <laughs> his, because uh, he says his he's only going to give the curses one command, and that's massacre. Yes. Which, first of all, cool as hell. Yes. But... Yeah, Gojo clearly not on board with it because they were like, well, you really think we're going to let you walk away right now? Mm -hmm. And he just pulls out this massive curse and is like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm just going to leave. They they rode in on a pelican, on a giant cursed pelican. Huge pelican. Uh, The other thing for that as well is that 
So they were best friends like way back in the day and they know the extent of each other's powers for the most part. So he tactically positions himself to the point where he is still in range of Gojo's students. Uh, and so Gojo can't do that. And then he also, um, I think that he makes it that way. If he uses any of his techniques, then it's going to be detrimental to everyone else around him. So he takes advantage of that and then gets away. Yeah. But for a moment, for a moment, I would like to discuss um, his accomplices. Yeah. Because... So you have the the sisters, Mimiko and Nanako. And then you have the, the chef. Uh-huh. Miguel. And then you have the big jacked guy. Uh, heart nipple. Laru? Yeah. The heart nipples... Um, that was a bold design choice. Yeah. And I don't think that he actually does anything. <laughs> I Does he do anything in the Night of a Thousand Curses of the Night? Uh, No. Him and uh, Monami talk a little bit, but that's that's about it. Yeah, so he's, he's fucking useless. Yeah. He's there just for the nips. But, uh, yeah. Mimiko and Nanako, you find out more about them in season two. Okay, cool, because them I'm very intrigued by because yeah. of what they do during the final fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they come up against Ijuchi. Yeah, I was thrown <laughs> by that. When they're like, we're going to hang him. Uh, yeah, but we're, we're going we're gonna to touch on that. But yeah. the, was that, was that everybody in the group? Oh, uh, yeah, that was everyone in their group. And then we also saw the Jujutsu Sorcerer side with... Uh, Meimei, Nanami, and Ino in the background with Ijuchi. And after that, we actually do see a little bit of a meeting of like, hey, do we think that he's serious about that? And Gojo's like, no, he is serious about it. He wouldn't announce it if he wasn't. And even worse, he wouldn't announce it if he didn't think that he could win. So there's no way that he is bluffing. This is a thing that's going to happen. We need to be ready. And then it goes forward with the fighting and everything. Yeah, it jumps to the fight. So we have... Mm -hmm. Uh, the two it, it shows off everybody in the city that they have evacuated or at least evacuated to the best of their ability. I think they said that there's a possibility of some stragglers still about. Yeah, um, but, uh, but almost everyone's been evacuated. Almost everyone's been evacuated, but they called in all the possible reinforcements. Gojo was like, let's get everybody that we can. Yeah. However, he decides to leave Utah behind. Because mm -hmm. if R uh, Rika gets out, it's going to be a very bad time for everybody involved. That and also that's who Gato is after as well. Right. And it kind of pans over everybody on the good guy's side. And we get to see some of those familiar faces popping up. Everybody's kind of there to help out. But yeah, Yuta and Rika, well, by proxy, are together back at Jujutsu High. Um, with Maki there as well. Yeah. And right before the battle starts, Gojo kind of looks around and realizes that Gato isn't there. And if, you know, he was there, he would certainly put himself front and center. Yeah. Uh, and he's as, all about the entrances. Yeah, he really, he really is. And right before the battle starts, um, I'm going to butcher his name and I really don't want to. The assistant, uh, Ijuchi, that one goes up and is like, Hey man, you wanted me to look into Yuta's background. Um, mm -hmm. and we don't get to hear what he says, but he immediately turns and is like Panda 
Inumaki get back to Jujutsu High right now. Yeah. Which also, I love that part because they talk about it later. But Gojo knows that Gato is going to be at Jujutsu High. And he sends them there to go up against Gato to buy him some time. And also to push Yuta to like fully unlock everything. What did you think about the fact that Gojo was sending them into a fight that he knew that they could not win just to buy time and to be essentially sacrificial pawns? I feel like that's the most heartless thing that Gojo has done. Very much like, uh, you know, Dumbledore raising Harry Potter for the slaughter and shit like that in Harry Potter for the Horcruxes. What did you think of him using Panda and Inamaki in that way? I, I honestly didn't expect it. Yeah. I I was like, okay, cool. So he's sending two super strong sorcerers to assist. And yeah. I, I was, you know, I was fully prepared for the best friend team up kick Gato's ass. Which does happen a little bit it does happen a good bit and then he's like all right i guess i'm i'm done playing around and then fucks them into the next dimension yeah which you you're falling in love with these characters a little bit and so this is a compilation of you seeing maki down on the ground and then seeing panda getting (laughs) hurt and then seeing Inamaki getting hurt as well and me just you know laughing maniacally maki no I, I'm honestly at the point where I'm not even giving reactions because I'm so enthralled by what's going on. Oh yeah. No. No 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 no. I was hurting. I yeah I I've definitely come to enjoy these characters and this show as a whole. What was that for the people in the back? I'm having a good time. Hell yeah. Okay. Hey, it's a good show. It's a good show. That doesn't mean the rest of them are going to be good. But we started. We're starting strong. We're starting strong. And this is the problem. You've put me on to too many shows that are actually good. So it's when not- I get to something that doesn't reach the caliber of this, it's uh-huh. going to be like, oh, well. It's going to make you appreciate this more. Yeah. Because we go through the bad to appreciate the good. And that's life. Yeah, I will say the the ones you've made me watch so far in total between attack the three blue lock <laughs> attack and, on titan and blue this. lock in this <laughs> um you've done a really good job of picking them out thank you thank you uh, you, so you forgot one as well the beginning of naruto i'm gonna smack the shit out of you <laughs> uh yeah but uh no jujutsu kaisen's great a lot of people are currently there's you know talks in the anime community of like what's the best new gen uh anime and Jujutsu Kaisen is definitely up there. A lot of people are like, oh, it's Fire Force. It's my hero. It's Attack on Titan. It's this. Um, but a lot of people, especially with season two, how that's going right now, it, Jujutsu Kaisen is very, very popular right now. And a lot of people are saying that it's the best new gen. And it's, I mean, it's really, really good stuff. Yeah, it's, I, I am enjoying the show a lot. Yay. <laughs> but... Yeah, seeing seeing all them, you know, getting knocked and everything, but you know, Maki goes in there, runs into to Yuta. I still I keep wanting to call him Itadori. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like runs into Yuta and is like, "All right, well, we're gonna get this shit figured out. Like, we're both here." And then the veil gets dropped, right? Yes, uh, they have their like their little like one on one thing where she fills him in as to. 
you know, I can't see cursed spirits, so I'm a disappointment, and that's why Gato called me that, and they have sort of like this moment where Yuta's like, well, I think that you're awesome, and I want to be like you, which is something that she's never heard before, and it sort of like strikes a chord with her. And he's like, so whatever you need help with. He's he's there for the boobs. But yes, <laughs> but he has the whole thing like, so if you need me to take play. down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we love a panda. Yeah, but he brings up the whole point of like, it, even if you need me to help you take down your uh, your stupid clan or whatever, I'll do that with you. And she's like, well, I'm not asking for your help because I need to do it myself. And that eliminates the point of it. But thank you. And then she walks away. And then that's when the veil goes down. Yeah, but when inumaki and panda get there and like the fight's already started they're just Uh like fuck it let's go through the wall he's not gonna expect that yeah they (laughs) they they said as the crow flies but we cannot fly so they just go barreling through the wall and it's so wild how gato's not even trying no well, like his cool thing is with his summonings, he is long range, but also he is very, very good at close range as well. So he kicks the shit out of Panda, uh, but Inumaki is able to tell him to plummet, which makes him go away for a little bit, giving Yuta a little bit of time to sort of realize that something is fucking happening, hearing this huge hole start to like open up in the ground. And then he gets out there, sees Inamaki, Panda, and Maki all down on the ground. And he has Rika scoop them all up. He does a reverse curse energy technique where he essentially uses cursed energy to heal people. And he stabilizes all three of them before getting into the fight with Gato. Yeah, and that he's really just looking out for the homies. Really is. And Gato is just kind of toying with him and even tells him like, hey, man, I like you. However, you need to die in order for me to get Rika. Yeah. He describes his whole philosophy of like, this is why I'm doing what I want to do. And you should be on board with me. And my favorite thing that happens is he's in the middle of preaching to Yuta and Yuta has enough of it. And he punches him in the face and does a whole black flash to uh gato <laughs> knocking him down to the ground do we have an idea of how long it's been or that he's been doing all the all the stuff um like that he's been training who Utah? yeah um this is probably i want to say it's in the spring so it's probably been like six months how long did it take for itadori to do the black flash about six months I as well think, oh, i think that they started in the spring and then summer, yes. I think that uh, he, mm, I want to say it's like in the fall or like end of summer when the Kyoto Exchange. So about the same time, roughly. Okay, so they're both just advancing really rapidly. Very rapidly. And it's funny that you bring up Itadori and how you keep on wanting to say Yuta and Itadori uh, sort of like interchangeably. So when it was originally being written, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which is the name of the movie, was going to be a one-shot of a manga series that Gege Akatomi or Akutami. Yeah, there we are. Uh, he wrote this and it was called the Tokyo Metropolitan Curse Technical School. And it's supposed to be this one shot that had sort of the premise of Jujutsu Kaisen. And it was going to have Yuta as a main character. And then like, you know, having Panda and all these other people as well. But then it got so popular that after he released that, he went back and he started writing Jujutsu Kaisen. So... Yuta was actually supposed to be the original main character oh. for all JJK, technically. But now 
it's Itadori instead because he decided to do this whole other thing. And Sukuna was going to be how like Rika is, where it could be a physical manifestation outside of the host as opposed to just taking over the host. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So just a little, you know, JJK trivia for you. Happy to have that for when mm-hmm. people, of course, will come up to me and be like, bro, do you even watch anime? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, no, I don't. But I, 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 I have a whole podcast about it, but I don't know shit about it. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. But yeah, I once once Rika comes out, you can actually see Gato like getting pumped. Yeah. Once even they start though, working together. Yeah. Even though like that probably means bad times for him until he accomplishes his goal. Well, I mean, he so Gato himself, like when he was in uh, high school, he was a special grade sorcerer. So he has not been pushed a lot. So him being pushed to actually try by Utah, I think is also just really cool because it's like, oh, I don't have to hold back. I can just do whatever the fuck I want. And you're giving me a run for my money. I like that. Again, with that competitiveness. Yeah, which was which was pretty nifty. But yeah, I mean, they they get their fight going and everything. And what was it? Uh, Everything kind of starts going south for Utah. Yeah. So he starts talking to Tarika and is like, look, if you if you help me, like, I'll go with you. Yeah, he releases Rika from like a pact and makes a new one with her of, okay, I promise that like, I'll help you out with this because I love you and I've always loved you. And then Rika hearing that she is loved gets another eyeball and (laughs) what a surprise and lends her powers to uh, Yuta, who then uses said powers to obliterate Gato, who is, I think, manifesting 4,000 curses or something like that yeah. uh, into like a giant spirit ball thing that he was going to throw at him and also using his own special grade cursed apparition to attack him, which we ever actually get to see get used because Rika um, lets loose this whole beam and it takes them all down uh, and gives us a little mushroom cloud, which sparked this reaction. Did they set off a nuke? Nothing new for Japan. Oh my! You know we got the classy jokes here. Yeah, you're you're really <laughs> you're really spitting out the classy ones. Thank you. I try. But yeah, that uh, ends the Gato fight uh, over in the streets of where the A Thousand Curse Parade or the Night of A Thousand Curses that's happening. We get to see everyone else going. Gojo fights Miguel, who's just trying to buy time. So we. Uh, Gojo can't go over to the high school in order to save everyone else. And they start squaring up. And the coolest thing happens where there's this gigantic curse that's like a skyscraper and actually peeks around another skyscraper. And before they even start fighting, Gojo uses his red, which is like his death beam thing, and just (laughs) shoots it at the thing and it dissipates. (laughs) And he just doesn't even break. I think it says like, you're in my way. Yeah, he says you're in my way. And then he doesn't even look over and he just shoots the thing and kills it. And this is your reaction to Gojo being Gojo. Get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Gojo. Love Gojo. God, he's awesome. And then he proceeds to kick the shit out of Miguel. Yeah, he walloped Miguel. Yeah, the movement and the animation style for the fluidity of Gojo's movements 
it's so crisp and it's so good. And there's parts where he's just landing a whole bunch of punches on Miguel. And it just makes me happy every time I see it. Oh, he feedbagged him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mappa was not holding back when they were. No, they, re- they, they seem to not. But so we had we had Gojo fighting Miguel. We uh-huh. had the. Oh, oh, we had bootlicker. Oh, yeah, yeah. All of Kyoto shows up with Miwa, Makamaru, Mei. Toto. Toto. Living but, his best life. But Toto had to finish the fight as quickly as he could because What's-Her-Face was hosting something. Yeah, Takata. Yeah, to- <laughs> hosted by Takata, and I'm not going to miss it. Yeah, which also, the fact that Takata and Mai are same voice actors actress makes me happy because remembering back to the juju scroll episode where toto lets my go in place of him to the meet takana uh event when she's talking to herself she's talking to herself (laughs) the entire time just like how uh maki and miwa are the same voice actress during their fight also talking to herself (laughs) and isn't there one other who plays two people isn't it like yeah toto and inumaki yeah, Toto and Inumaki are uh, the same guy, uh, Xander Mobis. And that is mind-blowing to me because, god damn, these people are good at voices. They're so good. Uh, Gojo is actually um, the special grade that shows up in the detention center as well when Itadori presumably dies in season one. Really? Yep, same guy. Special grade one. I'm going to butcher his name, but Eiji? Sure. Eiji? Something like that. Kaiji Tang? Something like that, I think. But yeah, same voice actor. I'm Very just cool. I'm scrolling through the guy who the guy who plays Gojo. I'm scrolling through his page right now on uh-huh. the the voice actors. This dude's been a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, no, my favorite thing about anime is hearing the voices from one anime into the other, which is why I'm excited for my hero for you because so much of Attack on Titan overlays with my hero to so. There's this guy, uh, like, Commander Ervin is one of the main people, and Connie is Bakugo in My Hero, and Bakugo's, like, the like the Sasuke or the Fushiguro of the My Hero thing, and I'm, I'm excited for you to get to it, because it'll be interesting to see if you can differentiate that voice from the Attack on Titan and also My Hero in your brain of, like, oh, this voice is for this person. Okay. So here's here's the thing. 2021, a Tom and Jerry movie came out. Okay. Kaiji don't Tang. Know where this is going. <laughs> Kaiji Tang voiced Tom. Yeah. He was not the only one voicing Tom. I will send you a hundred dollars right now if you could tell me who the other person was. Uh, do I get a hint? No. I'm not losing a uh, hundred bucks like that. Is it from anime? I'm not getting I'm not giving you a hundred bucks like that. You gotta give me a person. When I say Tom from Tom and Jerry, you say Kaiji Tang and I'm gonna say Bryce Pattenbrook. T Pain. T Pain. <laughs> I was expecting the whole Aaron Yeager twist. No, nope, uh, <laughs> just fully T Pain. Wow. Good job, T Pain. Look at you. Still still working. Still so doing it. we got Gojo and T Pain. <laughs> That's wild. But yeah, that yeah. whole the 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 girls, the girls hanging, versus each, yeah. hanging the people. Like who were those? Just other sorcerers that they hung? Uh, it looked like there were other assistants. 
It looked like um fellow like Ijichis. Um God, that's dark. Yeah, which is why I think that he showed up and he was like, girls, do not do this. I don't remember why they stopped fighting. I think that uh Nanami or someone shows up. It ju- uh, just cut away. I don't remember. No, because Nanami was fighting um everything and being and, a yeah, badass. It being doing his Nanami. four consecutive uh black flashes. Yeah. Oh, that's when it happened. Yeah. Uh, oh. Eno goes up against this big thing. Eno being the guy who's like wanted Nanami's approval in order to move up in the grading society. And we got a little bit of him during the Mahito arc. He comes back, see a little bit of his stuff. He's like throwing his, uh, I don't even know, like cones of death is what I'll call him and gliding around as well. And then Nanami takes down this huge thing in order to spare a couple of other sorcerers while Meimei is also going to town with this huge like battle axe and just being awesome. Yeah, that was that whole fight was just really cool. Getting to see everybody kind of go all out. Yeah, like it got to it got to show me the things that I've been wanting to see Mm -hmm. basically the entire time. Yeah. Which during that whole thing, again, this whole episode, we have seven clips because it was just there's so much cool stuff happening. And we were just so focused on the movie that we forgot to commentate. <laughs> there was no talking for a solid 20 minutes. Yeah, it made editing very easy. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> clipping and discussing uh, a little different. Right. But that's OK, because it gave us so much to actually discuss here with just yeah, every, no. I mean they had the makeshift hospital going on yeah and they were Shoko. bringing people in left and right uh-huh like I want to yeah. know what the death toll was for that yeah well it's funny because they also allude back to this in season one like remember when they first bring up Toto he's like oh he's a guy who excised x amount of cursed spirits on the parade of a thousand demons that happened in the spring of last year Oh, I do not remember that. Yeah. So uh, and that's why Toto knows about Utah, because Utah did everything at Jujutsu High while that was all going on. And it became very well known throughout the Jujutsu society. And that's Wild. how they know it. Yeah. So that's all why that Toto is like, where's Utah? That I remember him going, where's Utah? Because mm-hmm. Utah was like the only one supposed to be like up to his level to give him a run for his money. It, I wonder if Toto has ever asked him the question. Utah? I don't think that they've actually interacted. If they have, they haven't shown it. Okay. But, yeah. uh, God damn, I'm so excited for season two. Yep. Uh, it's going <laughs> to do so many cool things and probably mm-hmm. break my heart so many times. Yeah, I'm not excited. Uh, I saw a thing that was like, all right, this is your point. Stop watching this week on. It's going to be rough. <laughs> oh, is that this coming week? That's this coming week in uh, sub in dub. I think I'm getting like a uh, I'm going into a very heavy anonymy thing that's making everyone like very, very passionate about anonymy. And I'm very excited for it because anonymy doesn't get enough love for being as cool as he is. He is really rad. I mean, he was just yeah. adjusting his tie the entire time. Yep. <laughs> uh yeah, but that all happens. The fighting sort of ends once Gato gets brought down. Gojo makes his way over to Jujutsu High. We find out that um, Yuta has won. And uh, after they sort of get everyone picked back up, you watch as Rika is released from the curse and goes from this crazy 
demon-like being and melts back down into Rika herself. And it turns out that when Rika died, she didn't curse Yuta with the problem of her dying and want to stay around so much that that's why she was still there. It was Yuta didn't want her to die and be left alone. So he put a curse on her and he's actually from this very powerful sorcerer family that he is a distant relative of Gojo and he accidentally placed a curse on her, which is why she's been attached to his being this entire time. But he sets her free and then we see Gato sort of very fucked up, missing an arm and everything, very much on death's door, leaning up against the wall. And Gojo comes up with them and they have a nice little interaction. They catch up a little bit. And Gato's like, who would have thought that you would have been here at my end? And they exchange some words. It's I think they don't tell us. It's like censored out what they say at one point. Uh, and then Gato smiles and then leans back and then uh gives gojo the parting gift of yuta's id yuta gets his id back from gojo as he sets out to then go and live around the world with rika and that's how the movie ends yeah so going back to it what did you think of when rika came out of her curse form and back into you know being a human uh it was weird because i didn't really it it was never a possibility that occurred to me of Yuta's fault that it was Yuta's fault. Yeah, I feel like it was a good little twist. Looking back on it, like it should have been kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, oh shit, she literally just wants to ascend. And she but even she said can't. she even said something along the lines like when she came back to when when she reverted to herself before she you know turned into bubbles. Yeah, she was like it's not time for you to come to my side yet. I'll see you when you get here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. That it makes hurt. me wonder if Yuta can still use Rika's cursed energy or not. Right. Like, now can, that she's can like, he just over. summon it? I don't know. Because uh, we did see him, and we didn't, we didn't touch on it. We saw him summon, like, a thing for, a megaphone for cursed speech. Yeah, he had, like, Rika summon it for him. But by that logic, he summoned it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to know things. Once again, many, many questions that uh-huh. I would rather have answered next week when we watch uh, the start of season two. Hey. But, <laughs> yeah, I know that Yuta will come back eventually. Is he not back yet? We haven't seen him yet in season two. Jesus, okay. Mm-hmm. But um, with everything that's happening, I feel like it would be good motivation for him to come back. I'll tell you that. Probably good timing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I won't tell you what's happening until we get there. But uh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, that happens. Uh, what did you think of Gato and Gojo's little like one-on-one moment? I uh, A little sad? Uh, very sad, honestly. Uh-huh. The the whole um like Gojo when he goes back to back to the students and he was like, Oh yeah, this was a thing from like my best friend, yeah, my only when he friend. Back the ID. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. Like that was the top. That was your boy. Yep. And I know it wants me to be like, Well, he had to kill his best friend, but like this is in the past and we've seen him currently. Yes. Now, I am so excited for you to watch season two. <laughs> There's so many full circle moments. And goddamn, they did such a good job 
writing this show. Does this mean Ugh. I have to make my prediction of like Gato's yeah. actually dead and this is a extension of himself or something? Did his arm grow another version of him back? Well, we've also seen like cursed healing and stuff like that as well, you know? Oh, uh, we have. Yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> yeah but all in all uh since it is another movie i guess we can uh do another little uh rating of it one two three and eight Ooh, that's gonna go nine why why you go eight i, I didn't make it a ten not enough panda no um <laughs> needs more panda everything ne- oh, it didn't have nearly enough toto for my enjoyment mm-hmm. but I, I think the, but I think the whole, uh, I, I wish I had seen more of the bigger battle. The one in the city? Yeah, like we saw a lot of that. We really did. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. It was, it was me thinking like during the lead up to that, that like Yuta was going to be there and that yeah. was going to kind of be his like whole moment. And like, while everything was going down around them, it was going to be him and Gato doing their yeah. battle. Um, I don't know. I, I, I give it, I give it an eight solely because there's two above that and a hell of a lot below it. Yeah. And from everything that I've seen so far, like this is our first show, mm-hmm. like first show doing, doing the pod for pod, and everything. Yeah. And I I don't really have anything to compare it to. This is true. You're giving room to grow. So it, honestly, my my rating of it may change in the future after I don't know 206 episodes of Naruto when mm-hmm. I want to end up like any of the other assistants. That'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, so so for now, I'm gonna give it an eight, and that that may that's subject to change. Heard that. We'll watch more movies and everything in the past or in the future, and who knows? Maybe we'll have a little like look back and be like, all right, would you change your rating of this based off of other things that you've watched? Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. Now yeah. you, you gave it a nine. Yeah. I, what stopped you from doing a 10? Uh, I think the only thing that stopped me from being a 10 is I wanted a little bit more in between the Gato and Yuta fight at the end. Like I wanted, cause he summons that special grade thing. And then the ball of shadowy curses appears and then the beam happens the nuke goes off and that's the end of it and like yeah there's a little bit of stuff beforehand and everything where they're duking it out with the sword and punches and all that which is really cool but it seemed like they were getting to that next level and it teased all this and then it gave me a little bit of blue balls and i wanted to see that like next level like them going at it while in this higher form if that makes sense that does make sense yeah so that's that and also i one of the things that i like and also sort of dislike a little bit is that it just feels like season one consolidated into a two-hour movie it re- it did like it hits all the same notes as everything that happens then minus junpei actually no we get the bullying aspect for junpei in the first two seconds really so yeah very much season one consolidated into a movie but other than that fantastic very well done now you who is already in season two the whole dynamic at the end between gato and gojo yeah like now that you're in season two what Uh are your thoughts on that interaction oh it's so good like i said so many full circle moments there's a scene where i told you i was like just remember this 
it's when uh gojo is remembering when him and gato like part ways it flashes back to that moment it's all in like he's very well done uh very well animated and like it has these dark blues and very sad vibes to it and it's from gojo's perspective and he sees his best friend leaving him because he's like i don't want to watch people that i care about die for the people who i think are inferior and the people who don't respect us and i disagree with you but i am going to leave to do my own thing and gojo is so sad seeing his best friend leave him because again it's lonely at the top and gato is also special grade just like gojo so growing up they were on par with each other so he could relate to each other and i'm gonna hold off on going further until we get into season two of course but it it the movie they even show some of the shots and like if you watch the first five episodes of season two and then go back and watch this it's like oh my gosh i didn't even like it didn't click for me that that was in that until you rewatch it because there's stuff that looks almost straight out of season two so they did their homework, like rewatched and put it back in season two and it's shot for shot. And it's, oh, it's so good. They they really like plan this shit out. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for the movie and we can get into season two. I don't think that will do it for the movie, actually. Oh, what did you have? Uh, The post credit. Oh, yeah. The post credit. Uh, going to Miguel in Kenya. And then sharing a bite to eat, and then Gojo shows up. See, now that that brings me questions. Yeah, brings me questions, too. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, because I hadn't seen it, because I didn't watch through the credits or anything when I watched it. So that was my first time seeing that post-credit, even though I've seen... That was my third time watching the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm very interested to see what happens. It's. I feel like it's going to be a payoff that happens after Shibuya. Because there's just so much going on right now. But I'm very interested to see it loop back to that. Yeah, because, like, Yuta should be able to tell that Miguel has the cursed energy. Yeah, and I'm wondering if, because Yuta went to Kenya, I'm wondering if he, like, sought out Miguel because Gojo might have told him to. Because when they were fighting, Miguel and Gojo, they sort of, they don't kill each other or anything like that. The fighting ends. So some agreement. Uh, once Gato loses, sort of, I mean, it's implied that something happens. So I'm wondering what that is. And I'm wondering if Miguel is like training Yuta uh, in different things. Right. Because also, I think he had like different braids that had cursed spirit uh, or cursed energy woven into it as well. That took a long time. It'd be really cool to see if somehow they're able to incorporate that into Yuta's sword with Rika's spirit without having to call on Rika now that she's like, transferred over yeah that's my prediction for what is happening with that what is yours i i think that yeah it's gonna be a uh a, a, a later payoff with I, I think miguel is training him yeah. I, I think he's training him in a very different way than gojo um yeah. i i think he's more so like gojo is very much go fight and let it happen mm-hmm I think Miguel is kind of more training, more training. He's like, Hey, you kind of had it, but try it like this. Yeah. And really showing you to how to focus. Yeah. His cursed energy. 
I I think honestly that that's going to be what it was where they had their agreement. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like, hey, I have this student. He could be amazing, but he needs to get away from here. Mm-hmm. You are a very formidable opponent, and I think yeah. that that could make you a very good teacher. Yes. So I I think that's going to be the agreement of like, hey just hold on to my guy for a little bit because Miguel didn't seem to be afraid when Gojo appeared. Right. It was like, uh, how you doing? You son of a bitch type. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's, it's going to be a whole thing of like, all right, now take what he taught you and take what I taught you and put it together. So I am excited. Yeah. So anything else for the movie? Um, no, I think, I think we covered all our bases. Yeah, I think so, too. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Next week, we will be diving into the first, I think we're going to do the first four episodes. Yeah, I think that's what you were saying. Yeah, the first four episodes, which is the uh, Hidden Inventory arc on season two. And I'm so excited. I'm so Uh, pumped. (laughs) It's going to be great. Yeah, and so we'll get into that. Feel free to watch along with us. Weeb along with us. Yes, we belong. And yeah, we're on the socials. We got some stuff coming out. Nelson, plug away. Plugging, we have our Instagram and TikTok. Uh, our Instagram, uh, way more active than our TikTok mm-hmm. currently. Uh, but you can find both at WeBelongPod and then our uh, Twitter uh, at Weeb underscore along, which... Still, even considering, so mostly just go with the Instagram and the TikTok. Instagram is going to be the best way to stay in contact with John and myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, comment on. Uh, so every every, every uh, Saturday after each episode, um, there's a post goes up uh, about the episode we dropped that week. That's the one to hop on to, drop some comments in there. Hey, here's what I liked in the episode. Here's what I think is going to happen next. Nelson, you talk too much. Whatever you want to say, feel free. Throw it in. Also, tell your friends. Leave reviews. Yes. Word of Um, mouth is great. (laughs) Yeah, word of mouth is awesome. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Spotify reviews. I have. We've we've had a fair amount on there. So thank you guys so much for, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting at five stars right now. Yeah, yeah. I think that we have. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Nine. Maybe talk about something else. Yeah, it's a nine um, reviews so far, and honestly, yeah. that is uh, about seven more than I thought it would be. That's, <laughs> yeah, and that's all of them rad. five stars. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys so much. We appreciate you coming by. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we still have. It's. I'm. We've been watching the view number going up. Uh, as we're going along and. It's very cool to have you guys leave it along with us. So we look forward to going and growing with everything. We'll see you next episode for the first four episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. We love you so much. We love you indeed. Bye.